0: Welcome to episode number one hundred forty-nine of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media, and presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. And well, I imagine he's joining us from a hotel room or some sort of swanky yeah. Airbnb. I, no, I'm I, Tyler Glass. Now, where are you? Howdy. How are you? Where are you? I'm in uh, Gwinnett, Georgia. I mean, who? Why wouldn't you be? Is
1: the right. Question. Yes. Exactly. Are you <laughs> in yeah, yeah. a triple-A? Yeah. The Braves are here. The triple-A team the Braves.
0: But you play for the
1: Rays. I'm playing against, like, the Rays or Durham. <laughs> Durham is playing Gwinnett.
0: <laughs> so, welcome back to the minor leagues. Congratulations.
1: Yeah. Thanks, dude. It's actually kind of cool being back. It's like, I haven't really done it in a while. And it's like, you're, like, get reminded of how, like, different certain things are. And, like. Just the small stuff that you forgot about, you know?
0: I love the floral pattern on the wall behind you, over your left shoulder. Yeah, that's, that's why I
1: chose this hotel for the floral patterns.
0: Yes. Everything that else what it, sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, what is it like being back in minor league life?
1: It's kind of awesome. I, like, it's the same as the big leagues, but just not as nice. It's, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. And I think they changed the schedules to have a six-game series everywhere, so like, you go home, you have six games. You go on the road, you have six games. So it's nice to kind of get settled in. Like, you don't have to travel as much. Like, you feel more at home, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, the little things. Like, there's no weight room on the road. Like, there's like you have to find a time to go use their weight room when they're not in it. And, like, those weird little things. Like, you don't just get to go work out when you want and stuff like that. It's, like, you kind of have to – I completely forgot about all that stuff. And, like, certain, like, warm-up stuff, there's not as much – things to use like sometimes there's no bike or elliptical so you have to kind of improvise on how to warm up but it's i don't know i kind of i kind of like it i forgot how it kind of keeps you grindy
0: yeah i'm sure it does
1: yeah <laughs> no yeah. more uh
0: no more five-star <laughs> hotels for you no more luxurious no. meals on the plane
1: nope
0: no uh, so you're saying that you play like a six game series in Gwinnett or do you go three there and three somewhere? Is that what happens? You,
1: no, it's six. So it's like you go play Gwinnett for six and you go home for six. You go somewhere else for six and then you. Yeah. Oh, and then it's a travel
0: day Monday <laughs> or something, right?
1: I think so. Yeah, we have off days on every Monday. Yeah. In- interesting. OK, that's good. I don't mind.
0: it. It's a good schedule. So you bust there, I imagine, from Durham because that couldn't have been that far
1: uh i don't know i flew from durham to atlanta and then atlanta's like an hour and a half so i drove a rental here to it's like beaufort area so the field is or duluth or something like that and then i'll go back after i pitch on sunday or monday morning i'll fly out of atlanta and i'll go back home and do it all over again okay where Mm -hmm. where
0: are we how are you feeling i think everybody wants to know
1: I feel good. I think it's weird pitching in games again. I think like there's certain things like you can prepare for before you go into a game, but then you get into a game and like, it's like all the things you worked on. You're like, Oh yeah, it's the game now. Like I, it's, I, it's refreshing. It's like, you can do all this preparation, but you don't, it's not the same as when you get into a game. So I've had two so far and I felt good. Um, this last one was like probably less inconsistent, but as far as like timing and like getting back into the rhythm of things going, I feel like I'm trending up. So it's exciting.
0: The first time you put on a uniform and threw for in a in a game situation. I mean, this one doesn't truly count because it's not big league ball, but mm-hmm. it's different than throwing a bullpen or anything else that you may have sim game. Um, were you nervous?
1: Not really. I mean, like I, I guess I'm more like excited. There's definitely not many like nerves. It was pretty relaxing. I guess. Um, I guess just more like. Probably just exciting, as I'd say the word. It was just nice to be able to go back into a game again.
0: And what was it that you were looking for? Was it simply just a <clears throat> healthy feeling two days later? Was it something you were looking for during a game to make sure that you're progressing the way you want?
1: No, it's just a feel thing. It's just like getting back into the rhythm to like try to get to the the mode where I'm like subconscious on the mound, like not like it's so. I think early on, so it's like spring training where you're still trying to like get your your bearings you start to like consciously think about like okay like this feels weird this feels weird like i kind of have to do this with like release point and i'm like kind of trying like almost trying to like perfect it but like i think as you get into the rhythm of games like you start to just stop thinking about that and like no matter how you feel you just go out and compete um so i think right now it's more like i find myself kind of like okay like like working on things as opposed to like really going out and just being like i gotta get everyone out so it's like if there's a count where i'm it's like, I'm throwing a slider and like the, the slider is not good that game. It's like, okay, I'm going to keep throwing it until it gets good. And like, I think a big league game, it's like, okay, my strengths today are this. So it's still like that preparation. Like I'm trying to fix or like figure out that release point with certain things. Uh, so it's like a mix of competition with like preparation type stuff. So I think it's just, as I go moving forward, I have to try to get into that, like just go out and get dudes out mentality. But as far as like timing and physical stuff goes, I feel freaking good. So how hard are you throwing? Like ninety six, ninety eight, normal. Um, I think it'll be like ninety, like around that same. If I were to go to the big leagues, maybe a little bit more, just with the adrenaline. So, feels good. Timing is like smooth. It's good. I like that. Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> what is your plan moving forward? This will air the day after you you <laughs> throw again. So, how many innings are you expected or pitches are expected to throw Sunday?
1: I think two innings, two maybe two plus one or. Two plus a batter, but I think it's probably just going to be two innings. Wouldn't two plus one be three? Two plus one, like, hitter, like an up. Like, two innings and then a a hitter. Like, the last time I threw, it was an inning plus two hitters. Got it. Yeah. I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) It wasn't funny. No, it was. I giggled inside. It was very funny. Is that what it was? Yeah, a loud giggle. It was more like a
0: snort from you. It It was one of those. Um. Okay. And then you said you go back to Durham and then I imagine you'll pitch again. Like, where are we in this whole rehab train? What's the goal?
1: I don't, I think I'm just, I'm, I think my last starts the 23rd or the 29th. I don't know. Like, I'm just, I don't really care to be honest. Not like I don't want to, I mean, as far as like how they want to like map it out. I'm like, all right, I'll just do what you want. Like as long as I'm pitching every, like, just put me on like whatever, rotation kind of thing you want i'm on i'm basically staying on a five day and just building up like inning by inning and i think it's just getting more reps and trying to stay on that routine if i go up and they want to use me as a reliever like i don't that's fine like i don't i don't really like i'm not picky on on like what they want to do but i think we're it's still just kind of like open right now just trying to wait and see how after i get a couple couple more then we'll probably start making decisions
0: so there is a possibility you could be on the playoff roster if the rays make the playoffs
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it depends, obviously like going and pitching and like, it would be nice to go up there and like get some before, like kind of get that feeling again. Mm -hmm. But I, at the same time, I'm like, it's, you know, just like, it's just about reps. Like pitching is kind of pitching and just making sure I'm like feeling good. And once I get out there and just try to compete, I know everything will take care of itself. So,
0: well, hold on. Pitching is, it can't be just pitching. You've pitched in the biggest games in the world
1: you know what i I mean like strip all that away like all the all the other stuff it's it's clearly different there's like things you think about but like i think like i was saying as long as i can get into that like competition like subconscious type like mentality it really is like i think when you're out there it's kind of just execute each pitch and it sounds like a cliche but it is true it's just really like a mindset like when you're kind of like the blinders are on and you're just trying to focus on facing like hitters and competing, it's just kinda like you're not really like thinking about all the external stuff until like after, or maybe a little bit before you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> but then like when you're out there, it's just and like in order to get to that headspace, it's it just takes like reps and comfort. I think you just gotta have a couple good ones and you're like, all right, I'm good.
0: The the thing I've been most amazed about throughout your the entire Tommy John process is how even keel you have been. I would imagine that there are some days where you're very high and excited and very low, but you you just play it straight. You're like, well, whatever the next part of the process is. But you are a competitor. Mm-hmm. Are you not excited about the possibility of joining your team in October for a playoff run? Does it make you nervous? What, what are your emotions?
1: No, I'm definitely excited. I, th- I wouldn't be doing all this if I was like, I don't want to come back. Like, you know, I try to <laughs> – but it's just, I don't know. I think a lot of it's like, I just don't really like getting too ahead of myself. And that's like, again, kind of cliche, but it's, I've all, I have I all just think I used to do that a lot when I was younger and like you'd anticipate and that would bring on like some sort of anxiety for the future. But it was just like, I have to, I have a couple more starts in AAA. So that's really all I'm thinking about. And I'm, I'm clearly doing it to prepare to go to the big leagues, but like, there's no point in me being like, I don't, I benefit at all by being like, okay, if I do this and that, and then I go to the, it's just like, that's the plan. I, I'm doing this to go to the big leagues and pitch and help my team. But right now I just have to pitch here. So I'm just thinking about like Sunday, I guess. It's just like going out and trying to get that feeling and stuff. But I'm, of course, I'm excited. Like it would be like, that's, I think the whole goal from the beginning of this was like, I think early on it was like, you're not going to pitch it all this year. And I was like, mm, yeah, right. <laughs> like, right, we'll see. <laughs> and I think my progression has been so smooth, like relatively smooth. There's always been like, of course, there's, like, soreness sometimes and whatnot, but I think with timing and, like, velo and how good I've been feeling and, like, how structural that feels compared to how it's been feeling the last couple of years, it's like, this is pretty good. Like, there's nothing to really complain about. So it's just been, like, stressful at times, but also, like, I don't know. It's not that stressful compared to – could be worse, right? <laughs>
0: uh, yes, could be worse. I love your perspective. Could be great unless yeah. my Guardians win the – american league central and then you guys finish sixth and then i have to root against you in the playoffs that will not be fun
1: yeah well you gotta do what you gotta do
0: would you be mad at me if i had to root against you
1: no it's your hometown team do you got that civic blood for the cleveland indians i'm just a guy you met a while ago
0: i know it's been a while but they're called the guardians now
1: oh yeah you're right what did i say indians yeah that's okay you're a lot of of those guardians yeah it's going to take a care. while to adjust
0: because you won't. I mean, let's be honest here for people that are like, God, Rose, you're such an asshole. This is one of your guys and you'd have to root against him. Well, I'll be honest. He's not going to throw 91 down the middle to Jose Ramirez just because he likes me.
1: So right, exactly. Yeah. It's a two way street here.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why is it always have yeah. to be on the podcast host to do to, you know, <laughs> bend over backward for the right. other guy?
1: Yeah. There's got to be some give and take. Absolutely.
0: Now, today's episode of the Rose Rotation presented to you by friends over at SeatGeek. That's right. We are smack dab in line with baseball, NFL, college football. The NBA is not too far away. NHL is going to get started. And of course, you can hit up your favorite musical act at the concert at any time. So I want to help you out. First thing, take your phone. Number two, go to the app store. Number three, download the SeatGeek app and off you go. Not only will it tell you all the great events that are going on wherever you may be staying or you may be living, they rate each ticket on a scale of zero to 10 to make sure you are getting the best deal possible. On top of that, they color code it as well green, good, red, bad seat. Repeat with me green, good, red, bad. So that's the deal. Use the Seat Geek app. And if you use the code word Rose, you're going to get 20 bucks off of your first ticket order over at SeatGeek. So once again, go find all those great sporting events that get your blood pumping, whether it's baseball down the stretch, maybe even the postseason, NBA, college football, NHL, NBA, whatever concert you want to go see. Go do this now. Download the SeatGeek app. They'll rate the seat for you. If you're finding a red seat and you want to risk it, you might end up sitting next to the Rose Man. I want to get back to the minor leagues. How many meals have you bought?
1: I did Capitol Grill. Um, when we were One in... of my favorite places. It's good. It was really good. It was in, where were we? We were in Charlotte. I got it there. It was cool. Yeah.
0: Okay. How's Durham as a town? I've never been to Durham.
1: It's pretty cool. It's like fun. There's a lot to do. The downtown's good. The food there is really good um i enjoy it i went like megan was up here and we went and walked around like duke has like this like garden and like we went around the campus and it's just it's nice like the weather's been cool too but it, i think like i judge places off like their food and the food's been great so it's been cool
0: didn't you go see a comedian did i see that on? oh Facebook? yeah i
1: drove to raleigh one night after i was done pitching or the day after and we saw uh brian callen and there was like the people like an opener and a middle guy and it was fun he was, they were, it was really good. It was one of the better comedy shows I've been to, do. but it was, you, it was, was fun.
0: fun. Oh, he's got good hair too. That, was the, the battle of the that hair. was the,
1: that was the middle guy. He was oh. hilarious. Everyone was, was very funny, but he was, he was good.
0: Comedy is, uh, that is a tough biz, man. Yeah, Holy. for real.
1: I think it's why I like watching it. It's like the nerves going up for it. It's like, I do what I do. and There's a lot of nerves associated with it, but I prepare for it. So it's like, it's nerve wracking, but I can do it. And I think with comics, Like I've never been in that life and like they're prepared for it. So they're not as nervous, but you can still tell like that's that's hard. Like that is a really tough, like just to be up there alone and you just have to talk. And if you bomb, you're like, I have to finish my stage time though. It's very like, and I just think you comics are so smart, like quick-witted and like just someone who can come back with something quick or like write something down. You have to be like, have to sit and think. And like, you're always trying to find jokes and like find funny situations. And like, you just, I feel like it makes you, any like situation you try to find like the funny silver lining and it's like i just think it's hilarious i'll
0: tell you what's been huge for the comic world is tiktok and instagram reels because yeah when i'm just flipping through and i see a comic i always stop because i want to hear a yeah. joke and it's great I know.
1: it's if, i think too all the podcasts and like joe rogan and all that Like he always has comics on and i think that grew its own little thing. And then like that became more of a, I don't know. I guess everyone's like comedy, but I think it's cool. now everyone too, like guys are coming out with specials on like YouTube and they're not as like, they don't have to like rely on like HBO or Netflix right. to come out with specials and stuff. And I think too, there's so much like censorship to where they're like, fine, I'll just do it myself. And like coupled like Andrew Schultz and like Louis CK and all those users are just, like, all right, I'm just going to come out with it on my own. So I think it like creates some competition and like more, if you don't let me just do what i want to do then i will just do it myself so i think i kind of like that i don't know mm-hmm. it's just kind of kind of cool
0: did you get picked on at the show no i, I
1: don't i don't sit in front i'm oh, stupid i don't want to sit in the front of a comedy show
0: <laughs> well but i mean how big how big was the venue
1: <laughs> there was a lot, I was going people a couple hundred i think or i think right yeah there was probably like 100 200 people okay yeah all right i was in the back middle i'd say middle yeah Mid. you're mid yeah
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you one of those guys? Like, um, it was funny. I was at a, a guardians Padres <clears station throat> in San Diego recently with my family and it was a day game. And I sat in front of those women. We had our seats, whatever, but there were some, a few extras around us. And she goes, can you move over one? I can't see over you. And I was like, sure. No problem. I didn't make a big bitch out of it, whatever, <laughs> you know? Um, but I'm not that I'm six feet yeah you a know, little larger than your average male you're six eight you mm-hmm. get asked to move
1: in, yeah in place. i mean i'm sure if i was in that situation yeah or like but, certain movie theaters sometimes it gets a little that sucks a little bit for sure or like a concert standing up that sucks yeah. that's always like everyone's like this fucking tall guy <laughs> and they're not really it's like they know that they can't it's like I'm standing and it's crowded and it's not like I can do anything about it. But I always get like, sorry, kind of like a my bad. But it's like I can't move. I'm not gonna jump. I'm not going to deal i am not going to kneel down. What are you supposed to do? I mean, right. what are you supposed to move all the way to the back? That's yeah. You just gotta I'm just an, a tall guy. You gotta there... somehow view around me.
0: <laughs> we're anti we're anti tall in this society. You'd rather be a short king than tall at a concert. Uh,
1: I don't know. I think it goes it's two ways. It's just, there's Positive and negative to both of them. I i certainly would rather be tall than short. No offense to the short people, but I think I, I enjoy it. The, yeah. There you
0: go. You know what? Let's bring in our expert Short King reporter, Robbie Shirocco. Nice. Rob, our excellent producer, is five foot six. <laughs>
2: yes, sir. Nice.
0: If you were at a concert and you were standing behind Tyler Glass now, would you just deal with it or would you pleasantly ask him to move?
2: No. Well, I would not ask him to move. I would move. You know, right. it's like.
1: Like I would. What if there's no room though? What if like it's so crowded that you can't move? That's on me. Honestly, you know, know.
2: it's like it's that's that's the way it is. You know, I, I mean, listen, I got I got little windows I could peek through. You yeah. know, I used to. Uh, my first concert I went to, I actually got on some random guy's shoulders. You did there not. You go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at a John Mayer at Madison Square go- Garden, and I was like, <laughs> I was like 14 or 15, and literally this guy just picked me up, put me on his shoulders, and like I loved it. It was great. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll go on your shoulders if that is. Can
1: I, <laughs> yeah, sexually? I can. We can make a compromise. It's fine. To, <laughs> to be, be honest like with you, the whole the guys
0: team? on the shoulders thing, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> if you're wearing shorts, then Rob, your balls are on the back of Tyler's neck. And I'm not so sure. <laughs> that we're makes all, sense. Yeah. We're all good with that.
2: Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not okay with balls on the neck,
0: but, you know. Well, where are you, where are you supposed to put them if you're getting on some guy's shoulders?
2: That's true. You you know, I didn't really think about that. We're like a girdle. Yeah. The I'll Maybe wear-
1: <laughs> 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 that's why the guy did it. He was like, "I'm going to put it on my shoulders." He know? was 14 something... or
0: 15. Now we're getting in a right? bad territory. Stop! <laughs> right? Stop. I know. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know.
2: Now
0: I'm thinking about it.
2: It's a little weird now. But...
0: Yeah,
1: just be weary next time. No, I would,
2: our... I would try and move. I wouldn't. Nice. Never ask
0: the taller person. You know, that's just—it's not fair enough. Short Kings correspondent Rob Shirocco, everybody. <laughs> dash, da dash, da dash, dash. Thank you. More of the show is coming your way, but I want to tell you a little bit about Win Reality. It is the VR baseball training application that is available on the MetaQuest 2. It gives players access to unlimited game speed reps no matter where they are. And here's a cool thing you can use your own bat as well. And boy, do they have an incredible library. It consists of 600 plus pitchers, all the way from down to little kids, 8 U, all the way up to the show. It'll help you with the release. To pick up the spin, to work on the speed. Hitters, you get a chance to study each and every pitch and then hit in the real game as well. Win reality gives players on all levels a variety of workouts that are focused on pitch recognition, timing, and decision making. The tough thing about our sport is sometimes you don't have anybody around to throw you a little bit of BP. Well, you just throw on Win reality and off you go. Coaches love it, parents will love it players i promise you you will love it a majority of the mlb teams use it you know who uses it paul goldschmidt how's his year might be walking away with an mvp and a triple crown if that dude uses it you should be signing up today so i want you to go to winreality.com slash rose sign up today who knows maybe you'll end up being a guest on the rose rotation because of it um New rules in the baseball world. I know you're just concerning yourself with getting back for 2022, but I'm sure you paid attention to the pitch clock, um, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff, the lack of a shift, blah, blah, blah. Are you excited or are you somewhat taken aback by
1: it? I mean, I am I was on the committee that did the meetings and stuff for the,
0: right. for the rules.
1: Yeah. So I think it was like, I don't think – They're awful ideas. I just think stuff attached to them. I think as players, we were like, we need some of these addressed first and we like would be willing to, I think that's what the whole idea of that, like the little group we got together was supposed to be like, we thought, all right, we'll get together and like we'll voice our concerns and hopefully they'll take into account. But I think they went into it with like, these are going to be the rules no matter what you guys say. And like they, they changed the pitch clock. It was used to be 14, 19. They changed it to 15, 20. It was like a second. So I think that was just, so like, I don't know. It's nice, I guess, to get a second, but I think we all realized like, okay, I don't know if they were really like wanting to like work with us fully, but I think they had this in place and they did it in AAA and all that stuff. But I think we just, there were certain things attached to it that we were like, you have to get rid of this in order to agree to that. So, and the players just ended up voting no. But I don't think overall it's like a super awful thing. I think like it would have been nice to kind of work together a bit more on it, but. I've been in Triple A and I've I've seen the pitch clock. I think there's a lot of like positive things that come along with it. I think oh, the thing that's yeah, yeah. you're
0: you, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. Was...
1: Yeah, it just, uh, but the thing that was weird with the pitch clock was like they also attached the two pickoff limit to it. We We're like we can't do that. That is like I would tell people that, and they'd be like, "That's not real. There's no way the MLB is trying to implement that." I'm like, "Yeah, they are. Like two pickoff limit." And they're like, "Well, there's guys that don't that like." Most people don't pick off more than twice. And I was like, yes, but they know that there's no limit. That's why they don't pick off twice. If there's a limit of two pickoffs, people can like exploit and like, you know, steal bags more. Like, one, you'll pick off once and then you're not going to be the guy dumb enough to pick off twice. So you're essentially like, once you pick it, you'll take a, a runner, will take a big league. I'll throw over. He'll bait the throw and then he'll know when I usually go on the clock. I and mean, then he'll look at me and then look at the clock and then just go on this because I'm not going to pick off twice. So it's just going to be a bunch of stolen bases. And that was how it was designed. And I just thought we could do a better job of like making it a, a bit more competitive to get more stolen bases. I understand that like people want stolen bases, but you can't just like give them to <laughs>
0: people. No, I'm with you. I, I am with for, I don't know how any of these ro- rules are going to play out, but I was excited about trying them. That right. is the one that blew my mind. I just I couldn't believe it because on the third try, you either have to get the guy out or he gets 90 feet. Yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, who I would, who sat in that meeting was like, yep. No one. what we're looking for.
1: None of the players were. Like all of us were like, this is this thing that we really, really would like to address. And everyone was like, this one we should reconsider. And their response was the data we have shows, this is, this is good. Like All right. So it was nice that we, I, we had good conversations and there was some stuff, but it wasn't like as much, we didn't, our feedback wasn't taken into account as much as like we thought. And I think that was the, the strategy going forward. It was like, we might as well see if they're willing to sit down and like kind of work with us. Cause they can unilaterally just like change whatever rules they did. So all the players voted no. And then the rest of the committee voted yes. So that's just how it was going to be. And we had a feeling, but it was nice to possibly go in and try to work with them, but it wasn't as much as we thought.
0: So have you pitched with the pitch clock?
1: No, I've been, I've been in triple A, but they turned the pitch clock off just because oh. this year it's not in use. And I kind of was looking forward to seeing what that pace was like. Yeah. And it's fast. Like I get that it you can do it in triple A. And I think it's going to be great in the big leagues. I think it might be a bit too quick. Like it's, it's just going to take some adjustment time because it's, Cause I think the biggest issue, if they can learn how, like, if they can do something to address like the, the consistency of the ball, that's going to be a big help. I think the pitch will help with time as well. But the only problem is I think even too, while being in triple A, it's like they'll throw you a ball. It's like, this one's good. Cool. I don't need to do anything to it. And the next one's good. The next one's just dusty and powdery. It's like, why well, I, I need some time to get on and like hit the rosin and like rub it up and stuff. So I think if they can somehow fix that, like just get them to be like more consistent, and I think they're working on something for next year, like a pre solution or something that would be really helpful. But I think the biggest reserve for people is like, what do I do when I get a ball? And like, there's a guy on second base and there's still going to be people like the balls are still inconsistent. When there's a guy in scoring position, you throw over the powdered ones and I have to sit there for 10 seconds and try to get like sweat and rosin to congeal and like get the ball to, to grip a bit more. But um, it's just the, the pickup thing sucks too. I think there's stuff that happens in a game and like, you just kind of have to take a step off and you only have, two so like you waste one and it's just going to be kind of remembering that while you're pitching like oh yeah i've already picked off once and
0: but all you're that. allowed to you're allowed to step off you could can i suppose you could just keep stepping off and then it resets. No, you're not allowed clock. to step
1: off i'm pretty no the step off is a limit to like the pick off and the step off is the same thing i'm pretty yeah. sure i don't know how many you're allowed to have anyone on but if there's not a guy if there is a guy on like you can't do that and they're like well, well right. guys are just I know it sucks.
0: This is that's this is going to be a, a disaster because if that is accurate, I, I guess I misread it. That a pick-off I could was be, different maybe I'm a terrible
1: off. committee member, because that could be right, but I'm pretty sure I know when there's no one on, I think it's one or two. So, but like when there's a guy on, you can't just keep stepping up. Okay. That was what the what the argument was on. So that's the thing, and I think they've seen it work in AAA, but like and I think that is like it will it's gonna take some time to get used to, but I think it's gonna be good overall I just think like that is going to be the biggest problem but hopefully okay. we're going to be able to figure that out
0: Rob is saying with runners on base the timer resets if the pitcher attempts a pick off or steps right. off of the rubber that we know but, uh, but you looking, get two
1: yeah, if so if more. I step off I don't get to pick off anymore or I get one more to pick off and then if I pick off that's two and then the runner is just going to go <laughs> like, there's probably going to be a lot of like pick off to pitch outs I'd assume Man, yeah, it's weird. I don't know how it's going to play out. It's been it's been going fine in AAA. It's definitely a little rushed, but I think the pace of play—if there is any positives come out of it, like how quick it is from pitch to pitch—I I, I think it's kind of cool. I think like I don't—I hate especially like seventh, eighth, ninth inning, and I I don't know how it is as a reliever, and it's like you really do need to slow like your heart rate down. But when the guy takes like thirty seconds in between each pitch, seventh, eighth, ninth, it's like. You know what I mean? It's, it kind of gets a little like the rhythm. Well,
0: my question is this, cause there's some guys whose entire routine is going to get blown up. Right. One of them's on my team and James Karinchek. he go. And recently right. it, against the twins, he yeah. goes to his hair. He goes to the rosin. He's popping it in the air. He's stepping on, he's twitchy. All sorts of shit is going on. Mm-hmm. And a week ago in Minnesota, Rocco Baldelli came out and was like, "Fucking check his hair. Yeah. You know, come on, Ted, go out there and check his hair. And sure enough, yeah. he had to, They had to check his hair and they went yeah, through and Teddy Barrett didn't find anything, dude. I could only imagine what, how long it would take for them to go through your hair. That's all I thought about during this.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I, he is like really twitchy and stuff when he pitches. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, that's a weird move, I guess. Like <laughs> look at I Ted, he's petting his head. I know that's, that's true. I love Rocco too, but that one for me, I was like a little different. And like they didn't find anything. So there you go. Like I, I don't know. It's, I don't know where to, to go on this one. I feel like it would be weird if I was him. He'd be like, are you kidding me? You didn't find anything and then nothing happens. Like, now what? <laughs> like, you just get to randomly check everyone. I, I know, have to be weird. honest
0: with you. I used to stay with my old the person who cut my hair forever because she would start off by giving me a scalp massage. I loved yeah. a scalp massage for, like, 15 minutes before she cut my hair. Who jacket. doesn't? Right. It was the, right? The most relaxing thing ever. I'm wondering if Teddy Barrett starts a scalp massage business now. All pitchers are welcome. Yeah. You know, 15% <laughs> off the first month.
1: <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. I could, or, like, some sort of, like, memor- or like merch involving it. Like, he like, a hand scraper with his exact mold right. in his hand.
0: I wonder if there's an umpire whose hands you wouldn't mind having. Run through your hair. I mean, Teddy Barrett's probably the last guy because they're all beat up from his boxing days with Tyson. Sure. Yeah, those those would not be soothing fingers.
1: I don't think I would choose any any umpires to massage my scalp. I don't think I would do that. I think I, there's a lot of other people I would choose.
0: But I mean, if you had to choose an umpire, it's got to be one. I don't know. I one of the I really I, I
1: don't know where to start. I I don't know if I could choose one. <laughs> would you like to move to more comfortable to either, stuff to be honest
0: huh you, you want to move to more comfortable stuff like your contract extension
1: what it's on massage things or is just next no. topic <laughs> no let's
0: just move let's let's just move to the next topic which is your your contract extension congratulations yeah. thank Yay. you
1: appreciate
0: it yeah this happened yeah. like like 48 hours after um we taped the last episode so you mm-hmm. knew what was going on, didn't you?
1: We were always talking about it for a long time, but I didn't know it was gonna happen that like it happened like pretty quick after the next after like the next two days, it just like moved along quicker. But um it's we've been talking about it for like years and I've always like they've had certain ones and I've said no, and then like we finally got to one where we agreed on. And it was cool because I've always wanted to stay here longer, but I knew that I would just given like the track record, it's tough to like stick around for a long time. And then doing this was like meant a lot to me. Just cause I it's such a like to raise our so awesome. It's a place I love to be. Everyone's freaking cool. And I knew I was like not ready to leave. And I think with next year, like all the trade stuff, it's just nice knowing I have like next year and the, in the following year. So it was cool.
0: Uh, I get all that. Um, this is big boy money here, you know, Mm -hmm. that we're talking about and, uh, I don't need to throw out the numbers here. That's your business. People (laughs) can find it rather easily, but at the same time, um, and I know you don't play for the money, but money is part of what you do. Was it crazy seeing those numbers on a piece of paper and be like, oh shit, like that's mine. That's cool.
1: Yeah. For, I think like once you negotiate on it for so long and go back and forth, like it becomes more, you know, it's not just like, so up in your face, like, whoa, random numbers. Like you, you kind of have going in, like you're negotiating the whole time. So it becomes like, oh, okay. But in the overall scheme of things, yeah, it's like, this is, it's awesome. It's like, I'm like set up for a long time. And it means so much to me that they would like, that's one of the bigger, I think it might be the biggest one year that they've done. So it just shows me the confidence they have in me. And like, I care about them so much and it's clear they care about me. It's just like a nice mutual, like, I feel like I, I'm like invested into the team. Like we have this mutual interest. Obviously each player has a, and the team have a mutual interest, but it's like, it just feels very like family oriented. Like I want to perform well obviously always but like this it reinforces that even more
0: speaking of family when you signed the extension i texted your mom by the way hope you don't mind mm-hmm. i just congratulated yeah. her i'm sure it was yeah yeah what was it what was the first conversation post signing or when you said hey i'm really close to signing this extension what was that like
1: it was awesome I just both were very like proud and th- we i've gone back and forth with the raise for a like i said with them so i think they were they've always kind of been in the loop so like as the negotiations were going on i kind of i think it towards the end That was when we were talking about it like especially while we were like talking about it i I learned from the first couple i don't really tell anyone or talk about it because a lot of times like you think it's going to happen and it doesn't and it's just like all right i'll just wait and see if it does so i think it was with them maybe a bit later we talked about it but it was great everyone was super excited just nice to like when I think about signing something like that too, it's like, Oh, it's great. Now we'd like, we can all go on vacations and like, I just get to spend more time with them. and have like a bunch of fun. And it's just like a, it's like a unique situation to be in to get paid that to where like, you can do a lot of stuff with your family. And like, it's like all the, all the little things you can do with that. You know,
0: do we know where the first trip is in the off season?
1: I think we're going to go to Santa Barbara for Thanksgiving. So that's, that's cool. And then we'll probably do something else at some point, like trying to figure out a vacation on my brother's, uh, girlfriend's brother is getting married so i'm sure there's an no, easier way to say that wait a second <laughs> my brother's wife's girlfriend did i say girlfriend my brother's girlfriend i was like wait yeah. a second well,
0: i meant missed, no. missed part of the ted Carley story what happened
1: <laughs> no, no 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 my brother's wife's brother is getting married in india and so they're gonna go do that and i kind of i was thinking about coming on in january i'm not january in december but i'm still trying to figure out if i can do that or not but that would be pretty sick to go do that and second. Indian wedding that's always been something I'd want to be a part of That look really fun it's like a unique once-in-a-lifetime experience that I'd be kind of sick
0: that would be cool you haven't been to India I know you've done a lot of traveling you haven't been there right
1: no so I would fly into Dubai and be able to hang out there for a little bit and see what that's like and then oh, go to boy. India and then maybe go to Singapore after possibly and then go home but we'll see I don't know I'm still trying to figure all that out I haven't really thought about it too much
0: Based on your travel schedule, sir, you might want to renegotiate your contract. This is an expensive off-season, all all right. You know, just because you have the money doesn't need to mean you need to spend all of it. I just want to let you know.
1: Not all of it, but you got to spend some of it. I'm not gonna. True. I can't go to my deathbed with it. That's, true. That's yeah. true.
0: my wife and I have this discussion all the time. How much do we want to leave our kids?
1: None. No. <laughs> no. Zero. <laughs> no. I'm no. I definitely. I, I think I don't really spend any money unless it's food and traveling. And like in baseball stuff, like if I need like PTs or like off-season work or like extra stuff or is if it's something that I can invest in like my career, it's fine. Or if it's travel, like an experience or food or something, I'll do it. But everything else, like clothes, I don't spend any money on Like, uh, like certain little things. I don't like buy a lot of stuff, you know, I'm not like a mm-hmm. big like... It's just as like I'm a bit if you can like fit in my car. So I don't really like to collect things. It's just more about like experiences and whatnot. So I think like I do a pretty good job of not spending a lot of money. So when I do want to, it's like I can I can afford it. Got it. I understand. Yeah. Um
0: you must be doing a ton of scoreboard watching. Are you not? Because Yeah, for
1: I mean being away, yeah. It's always checking your phone and updating and like we'll have the game on in the training room, they'll put it on the computer and stuff. So like if our game is the same time as a big league game. Like it's, you can go back and forth and, and check. So it's always like on in the clubhouse. So it's been nice to, to be able to follow along.
0: Yeah. I mean, right now it's the Rays, Jays and, and Mariners that are in battled in that four, five, six role. Yes. The Orioles are still in contention, but it's going to take a serious leap over the last two and a half weeks for them to to get in there in my opinion, but yeah, we'll see. Um, I imagine you saw what happened in Toronto earlier in that series where there were the back, back-to-back back hit-by-pitches. And did you see the managers and the pitching coaches
1: go back and forth? Yeah, I didn't get any details on it. Like, what are you – do you have the – here we go.
0: Yeah, so Bo Bichette got nailed by Javi Guerra yeah. in, in the helmet, was not happy, and then the next inning, Mejia took it, you know, from Barrios right mm-hmm. in the hip. And then the – man. This is great. The managers and pitching coaches are yelling "fuck you" at each other.
1: Yeah, I don't. A lot of anger. I, it's fun. one of those things too. It's like you got to be there. I, I wish I was there to like see it all go down. Sometimes it gets lost on like clearly people are angry. Hold on
0: your guy Snyder getting up on the top. Yeah, step. he's
1: the fucking man. I just don't think. Like, I just don't, we've never been like a. I wish I had the context of this. I, I didn't, like, ask anyone either. I wasn't there. Like, yeah. But we, we're generally not, like, a chirpy team. We don't do a lot of, like... This is crazy. We Dude, don't do a lot of, cash. like... Look at Cash.
0: The best part is Cash. Yeah, he's
1: just... That's, what I, that's, like, perfect. He's just like, okay. Like, that's very much his personality. Just like, all right. I don't, like... I think, too, the biggest thing with their... I think a lot of teams i have been on, like, it's pretty standard in the dugout if, like, a bad call or something. Most teams, like, scream at the umpire, do something. The Rays are very... Like, Cash is always, like don't do that. I think certain guys chirp in the dugout because like people before them did. And they think that they're supposed to like, I, it's this weird dugout philosophy of like, you can tell depending on the team you came from, it's just this ingrained thing of when something happens, it's like, oh! <laughs> yell and just do all this stuff. And it's, it, I think sometimes it can be very like ingenuine. like there's a lot of fake toughness that goes on and but like when the bench is cleared. Like, so when you sprint up to stop and just do nothing, like there's so much of that. To where it's like, I don't know. I've always just been kind of like, this is stupid. Even like bench clearing balls. If it's not like a big deal, it's like people are all hot. And I'm like, are you actually angry? Like, are you, is this seems a bit like forced? So I think sometimes when that stuff happens in the dugout, it's hard not to like see past it. And I think Cash does a really good job of just like, okay. Like this is, this is, I don't know. He just doesn't even like stuff happens with the umpire. And he's not a big, like, come on, like, A lot of managers do that. They scream and yell, but Cash is like very, um, like even keel. So when he does get upset, the umpires are like, oh, we should probably consider this a bit more. Like he actually, you know, like something actually gets done. If you're a manager or like a coach who always just screams at the umpire all the time, when you actually have a real concern, they're just like, you never shut up. Like you never stop yelling. So I think he like uses his anger when he's actually angry. And I respect that because there's not a lot of that that goes on.
0: Are there, are there times he's gotten snappy?
1: Uh, when he was like, yeah, I'm sure if there's something that happens in the field or a call, like when he's genuinely upset, he'll go out and have a conversation, but it's not like he just wants to be upset. It's like his, he just goes out and like, explain this to me, blah, blah, blah. He just wants the answer. He's not trying to like be like TV's on. me, look how tough I am. There's so much of that. And it's so, it's just exhausting. In my personal opinion, like it just doesn't seem very genuine. A lot of the times I just, it's so annoying.
0: Um, I can't imagine that you get upset at other people very much. I could see you get upset with a situation or upset with the way you executed a pitch or something. Yeah. I can't imagine there's a lot of bitching back and forth between you and another human being. Is there?
1: I get it would depend. Like I don't know. I've at the history or the past history now, and I've never really gotten mad at anyone. Like I think for me, I'm very much like compete against myself. I think a lot of pitchers are like I'm not really. It's not like me versus hitter. It's like me versus me. If I execute um what is this oh this. Oh, is there we go cash against an umpire see this is like few and far between and like it's a tie game oh look at him 11. getting I'm rid of sure. his dip yeah see this is probably the angriest thing we've seen him but how do, what, what was the context here who knows i see this probably once a year twice a year but see like make your point and then leave like he's not out there trying to like turn any heads you know he's like upset got it out and he's done but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't get mad at people. I guess it depends on the situation. The day I pitch while I'm competing, I'm a lot probably more hot-headed. Like if something were to happen, I'd be probably more reactive and like react emotionally. But it's probably I would probably say like towards someone else. Not no, not really. Depending on what they do, though. Like I don't know. I can. I get upset if someone does some dumb shit. I guess it would just have to be, like depends on the situation. I guess.
0: All right, I got a few a uh, few other things before we let you go back to. Uh fine capital grill or whatever you're doing in the minor <laughs> well today's show is presented to you by these guys over at true classic that's right they make the best t-shirts around they are oh so comfortable you've heard me talk about this ad nauseum before i am a guy that if i wear a t-shirt i can't stand it when it's tight around the collar and it makes me itch like mad true classic is so soft i could sleep in this thing and feel great on top of that It looks great, even in those times in life where you don't. You've heard me talk about my dad bod. When I put on one of my true classic T-shirts, and I've got a bunch of them in an array of colors, I walk around the house, and Michelle's like, that fits you great. You wear that out when we go out to dinner this week with our friends. I said, first of all, I ain't going out to dinner with those people. I don't even like them, so I don't know why you call them friends. And then I say, but for you, I will wear the true classic tee." Because if you dig it, then I'm going to dig it. They fit great, whether you're a muscle guy down at the beach or whether you're a dad bod guy that's 51 years old. So I need you to go to trueclassic.com. You're going to get 25% off with that code word. It is that simple. They've got everything you need. One-stop shopping, not only for T-shirts, but they've got polos. They've got workout shirts with the same flattering fit. They've got boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your... uh, Boys, nice and comfortable. All their gear is comfortable, long-lasting, and pocket-friendly. And they've got it working for tall guys, big guys as well. Triple XL sizing. Whatever you are, whatever you look like, true classic is there. I'm sure you're following along with the season that Aaron Judge has had, the guys. Yeah, unbelievable miners. You've known him a long time. If you faced him in the playoffs. Is there such a thing as pitching around a guy who is that hot? Or are you just like, let's say he's hitting the lead off of the Yankees. Nobody's on base. Mm-hmm. Or there's an out already in the inning and he comes up and nobody's on base. You don't have to pitch to him. Why in the world would anybody pitch to him in the playoffs?
1: Because I, th- I still think like, the hitting what is he hitting three something right now like you still have seven out of ten chances to get him out like there's not I know that he's hot and there's like some damage but I don't I don't think I would I think the only time I'd ever pitch around someone is if they came from the dugout and there's like a situation where there's an open base and like you want to have some sort of like force play somewhere but I don't think I would ever like pitch around him I still think um, like a pitcher, if your pitcher's on, like an exe- a pitcher who is executing is always better than like a, a hitter. I'd say like the, I would take my chances like feeling really good executing pitches against anyone. Just I think good pitching for the most part beats good hitting. I think there's obviously a chance that something bad could happen, but I'm, I'm not going to. It would depend on the situation. You know, if there was some guys on but no one on, like I'm not going to. I would never probably pitch around anyone. There's no one on especially. Really? No way. Yeah, no chance. It's still 7 out of 10 times. Like the best hitter is no one's hitting 400 like
0: No, but he's getting on base every other time. His his on-base percentage in the second half is like 500. It's ridiculous.
1: Uh, I don't know. I just don't think I would I would pitch around him. I would try to I would want to execute at my spots and if I'm going up, I want to make sure I go up. Like, I'm not trying to miss middle, but I don't think I would try to like I don't know. I would want to get ahead stay ahead and then put him away. Like I would just try to keep the same mentality for sure.
0: I think he has made himself, you know, at the beginning of the year, there was that report that they offered him like a seven year, $213 million extension. And they were going to throw his $21 million uh, salary arbitration number on top of it. So it was actually going to be eight for two thirty-four. I think he's made himself $70 million, $80 million this year.
1: Yeah. For sure, I think too. That's just the most impressive part about having like a walk year and a contract year. Some guys find like some comfort in being like, "All right, you know, it's like I'll. Uh, it's not the most I can make, but I'll. But it's fine." I think with him, it's like, "Dude, this is my contract year. I feel good. Like I know what I'm worth." And then he goes out and does this like that. I think that speaks on his mentality. As far as if I'm another team, it's like this dude is built a bit different. Like I think he's worth the money. You know, and I think it's obviously like scary giving someone the like that large with a, with a history of like injuries stuff. I think that can be a little weird, but he's worth every penny that guy should make However much, if he should actually should give a blank check, like he's a freak and I think good defender, phenomenal teammate, phenomenal person. And he's, he's amazing. I just think he's like everything. So I don't know. He's one of the once in a lifetime type player. You, you kind of have to pay him. And I, I feel like, I don't know if, if the whole situation is like, I don't know if he wants to go somewhere else, but if you're the Yankees, you kind of, just give him the money. Like, are you serious? Like, just with how much, like, you're worth and how much money they have? Like, yeah, I just think it's a no-brainer. I don't know why they wouldn't give him whatever he wanted.
0: There's also a New York premium, in my opinion. Like, yeah. the guy handles every right. question perfectly.
1: Right. I know. He's just, like, he's the leader of that team. I think another team has to realize that, too. It's like, this guy just did what he did in New York, and he carried himself the way he carried himself. That premium carries over to other teams as well. It's like if he was playing for Cleveland and did what he did, obviously he's getting whatever or whatever team doesn't matter. Or like a smaller market team, he played for the Rays and did what he did, but he played for the Yankees and is doing what he's doing. Like that's that's an unbelievable talent. I also, this is an unrelated question, but what I'm trying to figure out, like, so the Angels, whatever they're like evaluated at, like however many billions of dollars, how was there an offer to to by the angels did somebody give like an an offer
0: no not that we're aware of it's just oh. that Artie moreno r- reportedly wants out
1: right i just i heard something about like a like the rumors of like 5 billion there's no way that's right right oh no,
0: that's yeah not, that number that's what, not, what i kept
1: hearing though someone was like no there's way. floating around and i thought the franchise I, it was like if they're on paper for like a 2 billion dollar team and somebody offers more i was thinking like if the Yankees are on paper for how was it like 5 billion, maybe they're worth like 8 billion. Like I don't know if that information was right, but I kept hearing that like they were getting offers or rumors of offers being much more than what Mm -hmm. like their actual price tag is.
0: No, No, because I'm sorry. You know, I work in both baseball and NFL worlds. The the Broncos just sold and that's not what they're getting. The Denver Broncos. So if an NFL team's
1: not going for that, Depends on 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 franchise value though. There's so many things connected, like outside of and NFL. Obviously, generates a lot of like they make a shit ton. But what did the Broncos sell for?
0: I would have to look, but I I thought it was like high fours, maybe. Okay, okay, find that out. But I mean, it's still a ridiculous amount of money. He Artie Moreno is going to do just fine on this twenty-year investment. He's going to do just (laughs) fine. For sure. For me, the question is, how the hell do they fix that organization? I can It's so frustrating that we have. I heard. To...
1: I've heard some. I've heard they've like brought some people in from the people that are in the organization that I know said like it's getting. It's hard to like. You got. It's. I don't know if there was a lot of emphasis on like development and minor league stuff. Well, I, I know there wasn't. I guess everyone knows there wasn't. But from the people that I've heard from who they've hired recently, last year or two, like apparently it's it's slowly turning around, and people are like I think this is going to be good in the next few years.
0: It better. The Otani stuff is gonna be fascinating to watch. By the way, Rob Chiracco, four point six five billion
1: um, on the Denver. Wow. What was their price tag before they sold? Like was it what was the was it around there, like four something? That was I mean, like where their... they
0: valued at? Yeah, right. I don't know. But the Boland family had here. owned it for decades. Yeah so they right. were you know, they bought it in the eighties, and so the amount of money that they just made on it is yeah, Forbes bigger, says
2: yeah. uh in twenty twenty one it was three point seven five billion.
0: Yeah, so, so I think it's
2: like
1: over at. It's like that's yeah, what that, I'm curious about. That's yeah, 900
0: okay. million over what it was valued at a year before. I know. That's what I think. 900
1: too. million. I know, and I think if if the Angels sell too, I'm sure they'd probably go over too. I think there's so many incentives to owning a baseball team.
0: Yeah, I mean, it also depends a lot on on when local TV contracts are up because you can make a ton of money there. If there's mm-hmm. any land development deals around stadiums, if that gets thrown in, you know, all yeah, that sort right. of stuff. of
1: they don't yes. really have to like put that, that doesn't go to the franchise value that does it. Isn't that like you can probably the stuff surrounding the teams doesn't go on?
0: Well, some like when the Dodgers were purchased from the McCourts, the McCourts still held on to all the parking and development uh, around the stadium. Oh, right. So whenever that stuff gets picked up, you know who's pocketing it at the McCourts. Yeah. The freaky yeah. McCourts. There all right. Go. Let's spin the wheel, get you out of here. Mini me, this is a fun one. Um, when you are uh, in the show and you get to a nice hotel, what is the one thing you have to have out of the mini bar when you're starving or you're thirsty or something?
1: Uh I'm not a big mini bar guy, but if I, I, I guess it depends if I'm like treating myself or something like some candy. But generally, I'm not. I'm not going to the mini bar. Maybe like a. Uh, if I'm hungry, I'll go to, the, like, the mixed nuts, I'd say. Like, the healthiest option that you could probably get. Like, I you get knew bats, you were going to do that. Especially if I'm playing and stuff. Like, I don't want to, I'm not going to, I don't know. Certain days I'll I eat some, something. You ever or eat maybe, sugar? Yeah, for sure. It just, on certain days, though, like, I, I, few and far between. Once a week? Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I'd say that, for sure. Like, what do you have? Do you have peanut M&Ms? Do you have a piece of cake, an ice cream I think cream it just bar? depends
1: whatever's in the clubhouse. Like, I think, too, my biggest guilty pleasure is like little kid candy. Like if there's like a Sour Patch Kids, I'm like, do it. That's what I want. And I'll eat like that. That was probably where I would go. Like I'm not a big after dinner, like eat dessert. I don't like doing that. But I'll just like for that little like sugar fix, I'll do like, like a, some candy.
0: So when we're all finally going out to dinner all of us including ted and carly because this will happen at some point you will i am a dessert whore. oh we'll get dessert for
1: sure yeah it's a communal thing like if if someone's like i want dessert it's like i'm eating dessert like i think if it was where a lot of times i go out to it's like do you guys want dessert everyone's like "Mm." it's like nope but if somebody wants it like i'll eat it for sure absolutely all right yeah i'm a dessert freak we'll get it we'll get all of them if we
0: had a if we had a dessert eating olympic team i would definitely have been a four-time participant already (laughs) nice oh god start that league i could because i can go across the board the more you can do i mean i can i can eat almost anything dessert wise wow that's a talent that's cool yeah you just yeah you got to know your lane all (laughs) right listen um stay healthy that's all i care about
1: yeah me too I feel, I feel good. So I think it will I think it'll happen.
0: Good. And I'm excited for you. Um, you know, maybe we'll check in at some point. I don't, yeah. I don't want to bother you too much.
1: Hit you me know. up whenever.
0: Okay. But I think people are, would be fascinated about your journey and if, if you guys are fortunate enough to make the playoffs and you make the playoff roster, I think people want to be like, I want to hear from that class now. Let's do it. I'm down. Awesome. Pitch well on Sunday. Thanks, dude. By the time this show airs, you will have dominated already. Um, And that's it, man. Say hi to your family for me, and congratulations on the contract extension. I'm so happy for you.
1: Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Always fun.
0: For our amazing producer, the one and only Robbie Shirocco, and Tyler Glasnow of the Durham Bulls for now i am chris rose we'll see you next time here on the chris rose rotation a production of john boy media hey quick reminder you can join me and trevor ploof every monday through friday on amazon's amp app tune in 11 30 a.m eastern for an hour of live baseball discussion all you have to do is download the amazon amp app on your iphone use the code baseball today to tune in we'll see you monday through friday